What's up, guys? Much. Wepa. Welcome oh. back, Chris. <laughs> Thank it's you. Been a while. Welcome back. It's been a long time, man. Been dying to get back on. <laughs> Nothing like starting a podcast pissing off Lars Elric in uh, Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> Napster, Napster We're 2000. We're sued. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Want to start the show this week uh, talking about. Rewatch podcasts. Now, Kevin, which ones do you listen to? I know you got me into the Boy Meets World one that's hosted by all the cast members. Yes. What um, other ones? What other, what other ones do you listen to? Uh, my favorite one is Real Blend, um, as far as movies go. Um, I pretty much listen to that, the Boy Meets World one, um, Geek Blurb, obviously. Um, but, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm podcast about, also. I'm, no, but. I'm talking about like uh, the rewatched ones where the actual cast. Oh, actual. Oh, just yeah, yeah, yeah. just Boy Meets World probably. Okay. Have you listened to the? I don't psych- know of any others that I would. Have you listened to the Psych one? I have not. I got about twenty episodes in in the last two days, Kevin. I recommend What's it, it to you. It's called uh, the Psychologist are in. It's hosted by Tim Olmanson and uh, Maggie Lawson. Oh, nice! And they bring nice. and they bring all the they bring all the cast in and they talk about psych episode by episode. They brought the first episode with Steve Franks. There's a ton of new information I learned from it. I'm surprised that you didn't know about it or didn't tell me about it. I'm surprised you didn't tell me about it. If you've been well, watching, I'm listening telling, to it for two days. I'm telling you about it now. <laughs> that's why I waited till today. Um, the other one. Oh, oh, I was wondering what that topic was about when I was reading the notes. Yes. The other I one know. I wanted. To, the other one I wanted to bring up was Sopran- the Sopranos one done by. Um, Steve, uh, not Steve Shripa, um, Big Pussy and, uh, uh, fuck, uh, Christopher. What the hell is his name? No, it was, it's Steve oh, Shripa. Uh, yeah, it is Steve Shripa? Yeah, I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and Christopher, um, <laughs> Michael Imperial, yeah. Michael Imperioli. <clears throat> that one's really yeah, good. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any other ones. But those two are my, the two of the ones I listen to the most. And the Boy Meets World one's really good, too. They're, yeah. they're on going on to the second season right now. So I can't wait for the second season because second season was my the whole entire, second and third season are my two favorites. The whole entire show t- changes from like a kid show to a teenage half drama, yep. half comedy. And um, we grew up, we grew with the show, which was yeah. kind of cool at the time. Yeah, we went into high school when that show went into high school. So Topanga. Oh yeah, Topanga, oh, one of one of the Topanga. first crushes of the nineties. Yep. Oh God, Topanga. and Amy Jo Johnson. <laughs> Sweet, sweet Topanga. <laughs> oh, that's like a turd because back then she was pretty young. Um, well, <laughs> well we we're the same age, so. That got dark real quick, Ray. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> um, the other thing, we're going to talk about what we watched this week. Um, I watched a biography that came out in 2019. I downloaded it on iTunes, so I ended up watching it. Um, the biography on Chris Farley. Anything for a laugh. I don't know if uh, Chris has seen it or Kevin has yep, seen it. Yep, I saw it. it. Yep. You did. Um, I did not. It's, uh, yeah, Kevin's not into Chris Farley like I am. But um, it's really good. They brought in, a, it, they brought in his family. Um, his his uh, brothers did a, like a round table on there. Talked about Chris growing up. Uh, enduring the fame and everything. How his mindset was dealing with fame and dealing with the anxiety of that. Um, 
it was really good, really good. And uh, they had a lot of SNL cast members come in, a lot of uh, cast members from the movies that he was in. They had the the guy who was in um, Beverly Hills Ninja, who was also in Mortal Kombat. He he did a little interview segment with, on, in the uh, documentary as well on biography. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's on iTunes, like four ninety nine, two ninety nine, something like that. You can watch uh, the whole oh, nice. hour and a half special. It's really good. I wanted to bring that up. Um, and Kevin watched a movie today that I wanted to bring up because I haven't seen it. I wanted you to give a quick reaction to yes. it because it's highly rated right now. It's highly. It's on the uh, on. For, for Brendan Fraser's performance alone, it's going to be probably Oscar-worthy. Yeah. Um, and I want you to talk about the rest um, of the movie as far as Oscars and what you think going forward of The Whale. The Whale was... Uh, it was good. It was very good. Um, okay. The story was just... The story was pretty heartbreaking. Um, as you go through the movie, you find out how it became as big as he did. Um but the all-star to me, I mean, everyone talks about Brandon Fraser, but Sadie Sink from yeah. Stranger Things is incredible in this movie. That's cool. And she's just a punk-ass teenager. She's pretty much a bitch the entire movie. Um, and the whole movie kind of... Brandon Fraser sees things differently. Like, like Sadie Sink does some really bangs in the movie. And he's like... And he sees it the opposite way that she was trying to help people in certain situations um i don't want to get too far into it but everyone in the cast was fantastic um he's pretty much just it's like the last couple days of his life type thing um and he's trying to reconnect with his daughter who he left when she was eight and hasn't seen in nine years i think because the movie takes place in like 2016 i want to say um but it's very good everybody in the movie is phenomenal it all takes place in his uh apartment mm -hmm. and um it was originally a broadway it was written for broadway and that guy turned it into a script for the movie so you can see why it was done like that um and there's a uh character in it that's kind of like his nurse um and she has a deeper connection to him which you find out throughout the course of the movie um and she's kind of there for the comedy at first but then there's um there's some drama that happens with her and some of it's pretty messed up uh, people were crying in my theater when I saw huh. it um, at a 12.45 show on a Friday. Uh, but it was very good. I highly recommend it. Uh, I don't know if you have to see it in theaters because um, it's not really like a spectacle type film. But whenever you get the chance to see it, I would highly recommend it. Cool. Yeah, I'll probably watch it when it comes out on video on demand. Um, Definitely. Yeah, it's it's good. It's, it's good. <clears throat> Uh, two movies that we wanted to review before the end of the year. Um, one of them that we both wanted to review. The other one that you've seen already, and I, I think both of you have seen it, and I wanted to watch it before the end of the year. We'll get into that one yep. first. Um, Bullet okay. Train came out about halfway through the year. Very good action yep. movie. Um, kind of su surprised me how good it was. Um, it's about a... Uh, I don't know. Is he, I guess he's like a hired assassin or a hired wet work guy or I don't know what the hell he is but yeah. Brad, Brad Pitt he plays the lead um, and he's sent on this train for a mission to get to get a briefcase and that's pretty much what the movie's about everybody's chasing down this briefcase and uh, the mystery of the movie is about that um, a few notes I wrote about it Hero from Heroes is a train ticket holder uh, he's a tra train ticket taker at the beginning of the movie if you ever seen the show Heroes that's who that guy was okay I saw him and I was like he looks familiar yeah yep um, 
Aaron Taylor Johnson's performance, uh, it's his best action role since Kick-Ass, by far. Yeah. Um, and oh, yeah, definitely. One of his, one of his best roles uh, that I've ever seen him in. He's great in this. The type of character that he is, he's kind of like a a, uh, a cleanup guy for for a gang. I guess I don't I don't really I don't really know what it is, but him and his partner Brian Tyre Ty, Tyree Henry, who is Paperboy in Atlanta, um, and his obsession with Thomas the Tank Engine is fucking hilarious in the movie. <laughs> so um, yeah, it is. And his fake British accent because he's from America, so he, he puts on a fake British accent through the movie. It's great. Um, Brad Pitt, you notice in this movie, he is the last of a dying breed. I said the same thing about um, Tom Cruise when I watched Top Gun. He is yep. he is a movie star through and through, and every every role that you see him in, you, you realize how great he is compared to other actors around. Um, Bad Bunny, what can't this guy do? He plays the wolf in the movie. Russell. He can't wrestle, but he he he's going to be <laughs> he's going to be in comic book movies he, because of this pretty yep. much, um, and, and of course he's big in music for people way younger than we are. Um, I think he was like the number one song or number one artist of the year. Yeah, something like that. Through that free concert, did you see that he threw a free concert on like the top of a gas station or something wow. in like Puerto Rico? Holy shit! But yeah, he's he's big internationally. I know that. Um, Channing Tatum had a quick cameo in the movie. <laughs> Channing Tatum, <laughs> Tatum can't be funny when he wants to be. Like I, I mentioned it before, Twenty One Jump Street, Twenty Two Jump Street, hilarious in those movies. And he's hilarious in this too. Just the quick scenes that he's in. Kimiko, Karen Fukuhara, whatever from the boys is in this. She plays a little quick uh, yep. cameo as the one of the train uh, uh, service women who ends up getting drinks and food and this and that. Um, Zazie Beetz as the Hornet is one of the uh, one of the bad girls. She's also in uh, Deadpool, right? She played Domino. Yep. 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 Um, I thought it was well, well written. Multiple interconnecting arcs converging into one brilliant full story at the end narrative. Um, I know a lot of people are kind of half and half on the movie. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought it was fun. And yeah, there is very fun. And there's a lot of cool cameos. Michael fucking Shannon. At the end of it, I'm spoiling the movie. <laughs> is the Russian bad guy great? Ryan Reynolds yep. came in as a as a payment to Brad Pitt for doing Deadpool two. Um, he came did a very yep. quick, just as quick scene cameo in this as well. Um, the guy who played Scorpion in Mortal Kombat, he played one of the bad uh, in one of the uh, hen- not the henchmen, like the old uh, Asian guy. Um, he was really yeah, good in, uh, in this. Uh, the Wolverine too. Yes, yep, he was. And he was yes. also he was also in uh Avengers Infinity War too. Uh yeah. Hawkeye murked him. He was um, in uh, oh, yeah. the that uh Samurai the last samurai with Tom yes. Bruce. Yep. yep. Yeah, he was in this. He did he's he did some great martial arts on the train. Um in the very end, uh you find out this girl that um Brad Pitt's talking to on the on the earpiece all the whole entire movie, you find out it's Sandra Bullock. That was kinda cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, just crazy cameos, cra- crazy, uh, crazy movie. Um, good, good action movie. Um, we'll rate it. Um, I'm gonna give it a uh, four. I liked it a lot. Um, I yeah. probably will rewatch it again. Lots of great action. Yeah, lots of it's a good movie. Yeah, uh, I'm with you on four. Okay, um, cool. I loved it. Um, they did a good job making L.A. look like Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely four. Yep. 
I'll go with a four two. Uh, it was really good, fast, quick, uh, great acting. Yep. They had a Aaron uh, Aaron Johnson's character was was amazing. Um, you know, just the the whole storyline was great, and then the ending was uh, hilarious as well. Um, with the yeah. uh, with the tangerine truck at the end. So, yeah, oh God. Uh, <laughs> I watched it. I watched it back to back because I watched it. Me and uh, Elias were supposed to watch it together, and he fell asleep. So I watched it, and then the next day he woke up, and I watched it again. I had zero problem like That's being cool. engaged, oh, yeah. engaged with it. Yeah, so uh, dope movie. Yeah, the best thing best thing about it was Brad Pitt and how how accident prone he is and how unlucky he thinks he is and how it plays out in the movie and towards the end and everything kind of leads up to him being a failure and it's pretty great. Um, yeah, good movie. I like it a lot. Um, the other thing that we wanted to review for the end of the year just came out what a month ago, Kevin. Um, the Fable. Mates. Yeah. It was it's a movie that was done by Steven Spielberg. He he directed it. It's based off of his life. He changed the names of the movie. He changed a little bit of the story for the most part. But we're going to get into it a little bit. Um, <clears throat> it was The score was done by John Williams. It's one of his last ones. I think this one and Indiana Jones, he's saying he may retire. It's his last recorded uh, soundtrack or okay. score. He did Indy first, but that's coming out later. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, and he's 90 years old, so it's understandable. Um, he's I mean, We're going to do a retrospective on him eventually, but it's just going to get all that music together. It's going to take some time. That's why we haven't done it. Um, yeah. bring, up the, bring up a few things I noticed in the movie. Um, the Greatest Show on Earth. Great movie, if you've ever seen it, 1930s, based off of Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey's uh, Circus, starring Charlton Heston. It was a movie that he saw in the theater. Um, he saw it in the theater. He saw the train, the train scene, the tra- train derails, and it, and it kind of got him obsessed with movie making and how that happens and how you how you record that on film. Um, to the point where during his Christmas, after he saw the movie, his parents got him a Lionel train set, which I'm huge into trains. Um, and it's he not got, Christmas. It's Hanukkah. Well, yes, Hanukkah. That's right, because he's a Jew, he's from a Jewish yeah, family. He asked for Christmas lights. He asked for Christmas lights for Hanukkah. They're yep. like, we can't do that. Yep, <laughs> Where's yep. our house? It's the dark one. With <laughs> <notes>. <laughs> that, was great. that was a great line. Um, but you get through the movie, throughout the whole entire movie, you get to see Spielberg's love of filmmaking. Um, and we'll get to it at the very end, the last scene, which I'm going to spoil because it's amazing. Um, yeah. Old school, lots of old school practical effects throughout the whole entire thing. He's You see Spielberg, or this kid, um, Sammy, I think his name, right? He ends up filming. Yep. He ends up filming backyards. He ends up filming old westerns and stuff. And he's using practical effects from old Hollywood and stuff like that. Old explosions. He's using uh, bottle rockets and the, um, firecrackers. The, the pin that he does. The pin uh, yep. for the gunshots. For the gunshots. Yep. yep. Doing it in the in the film in the of the movie. Yep. Um, amazing eye for capturing people on film. And not just this kid, but Spielberg in general. This movie is, is Spielberg's love story to Hollywood. Love story to himself, pretty much. Um, yep. But his amazing eye for capturing people on film, he ends up recording his family tearing apart. And that's what the movie is all about. Um, he being, he able, mm-hmm. He's being the first to witness his mother having kind of an affair. Well, I'm going to spoil it a little bit. But yeah, he ends up witnessing that through film. Uh, nobody else around him is noticing. His father, his, his siblings aren't aren't noticing it. But when he's when he's editing film, he notices his mother, kind of flirting with another guy who's played by Seth Rogen. Um, but yeah, Spielberg waited till his parents both passed. His father passed away in 2019 to do this film. Um, he pushed it forward into into development during the pandemic. Um, 
It's been in development since 1999. The idea came up from his sister. He, she ended up encouraging the idea to do a story about their family. But he didn't want to upset his parents and didn't want to disrespect his parents by bringing up old family issues um, while, when he was growing up. So he waited until the time was right and decided to bring the topic back. After he started filming West Side Story is pretty, pretty much where the idea came back. Um, but yeah, did a great job of showing Jews in America in the 1960s, like you mentioned. Um uh, him going into a school that's pretty much all Catholic, uh, all Christian, and being being called you know every Jew being slur, an outcast, slur, and, yep, yeah. being an outcast, yep. And um, this is the closest we'll ever get to Enchantment Under the Sea dance from Back to the Future. I think I think he did a great <laughs> yes. he did a great he did a great that's, job showing that dance. It's like nineteen sixty. That's a great comparable. Yeah. Yep. Um, at the very end of the movie, you meet John Ford, who was a director. Old Western director. Um, he's played by David Lynch, who did um, he did Twin Peaks Dude. and all that shit. Dune, yep. Um, and and this kid Sammy, who's the main character, who's Spielberg as a child. Um, he worshipped his movies growing up. This John Ford character. Um, he gives him one piece of advice, telling him to get the fuck out of his office. Um, he tells him to put the horizon on the top or the bottom of the picture. It means something. If you put the horizon in the middle, it means shit. It doesn't mean anything. And he kicks him out of his office. Yep. Well, the very last scene, last two seconds of the film, um, Spielberg, this character, or this Sammy, who is Spielberg, he ends up walking away from the camera. He's walking into a Hollywood back lot. And the horizon is in the middle of the screen. And right as the right as the cameras are about to go to the credits, the, the director of the movie, you can tell because the camera is shaking, adjusts the, adjusts the horizon on screen, which is a great visual. Is Spielberg is Spielberg kind of kind of saying, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm directing this. I gotta I gotta kind of get get into it." And here here's where the horizon's supposed to be. It's kind of kind of bringing it full circle full circle at the end. I thought that was awesome. Um, yeah, it shows himself in the in his own film pretty much. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. A uh, great movie. Yeah. Um, Paul Dano is awesome as his father. Paul Dano. He is amazing. We've mentioned amazing. it before. When he was in the Batman, you guys mentioned it. I didn't like it that, yeah. as much, but um, he's great in everything I've seen him in. I haven't seen him in enough. That's oh, yeah. the thing. Um, for the very first time, I saw him in Girl Next Door in like 2004. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As a yep. teenage kid. That was kid his first next, movie. Yep, that um, was his first movie. He was awesome in... Uh, um, He's one of the few actors that doesn't get enough credit because he was in uh, Prisoners with Hugh Jackman where he was fucking awesome. Yep. He was outstanding. I've, seen, I've seen clips of that. I wanted to see that movie. So good. Um, he plays a, a mentally handicapped child, uh, oh, well, shit. a man who had like some sort of handicap and you end up finding out why. I won't give it away if you're going to watch it, but it, that's really good. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. He was in uh, There Will Be Blood, which I think he should have gotten an Oscar for. Yes, was, that's, a lot that's, of the one, that. yeah. that's the one movie I haven't seen that I want to see him in. Because that's all I and hear is he's, he's great in it. Yeah, and then he was in, he was in something else, and I forget what he was in. It was very much like There Will Be Blood, where he's just very much like a method actor, and he was just giving some sort of speech that kind of blew me away, and I was like, oh, oh my God. Uh, he's, so he's awesome. He doesn't get enough credit. That's cool. Um, I just watched this week, actually, Actors on Acting, I think it was. It's him and Brian Tyreek Henry from... Bullet Train, just talking about their careers, where they started, and everything. I'll uh, send you the link, but uh, it's a good little like them interviewing each other. It's pretty cool. That's cool. That's cool. And uh, he's also he's also in my favorite scene in Looper. Yep, Looper as well. When he's Fucking old, Looper. him is getting young. Him is getting dismembered while old him is trying to find young him. It's 
fucking scary as shit. Yeah, yeah I got uh, 2023. I'm going to make it a point to go into his catalog and watch movies from Paul Dano. Um, yeah, I wanna, he's awesome. I want to I get into it. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's review it. Uh, I'm going to let you guys review it first. Uh, Kevin, what did you want to give it for a score? Four and visually, a half. Visually, it's great. It's fantastic. Four and a half is a great score. Yep. Shot on film. It's. Uh, yep. It's just to me, it's everything I wanted from that movie. Um, it's why it makes me feel like this is why we watch movies is yep. because it can bring out the kid in you while you watch it. And like I watch this movie, and this is the Spielberg that makes ET. You know, this is the Spielberg that does that type of movie yep. adventure stuff. Um, I absolutely loved pretty much every second of it. Um, yep. So like I'm four and a half to five, but I'll give it a four and a half. Okay. Chris, did you uh, say I give, yeah, you did say I, I give it. Yeah, yeah, I, I did see it. I thought it was excellent. Um, it, like, you, like you said, you, I think you put it the best way. It's a love. Spielberg kind of writes a love story to himself. Um, yep. um, yeah, I, I, I think it was great. I think I'll give it a four point five. Um, easily cool. rewatchable. I mean, Spielberg's the greatest of all time to me. So, yep. I mean, with everything yeah. he's done, so um, you know, kudos to him for for waiting till his parents died and kind of you know, kind of you know, not to put them in the limelight in a negative yep. way or anything like that, but. Uh, really good nod to his career. Great cast, and uh, you know Paul Dano to me kind of stole the show. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and I too am going to give it a four point five, four and a half. I thought it was great, um, great love letter to Hollywood, to himself, and to filmmaking. And I love yep. filmmaking. I love old school filmmaking. So it's perfect. Yep. Four and a half. Um, so let's get into. It's the end of the year. We're recording on the thirtieth of December. Um, it's going to be out on New Year's, but we're going to talk about 2022, a year in review. Um, I know Kevin's been going on Letterboxd. I'm going to start it next week for the for the new year. I'm going to start reviewing movies and TV shows yep. on Letterboxd and doing it so next year this is going to be a little easier. But I did come up with a list of things. I know Kevin did as well of what we liked, best movies, best TV, uh, best things that we, we watched for the podcast, honorable mentions, like uh, TV shows and movies that we watched just for the podcast. Maybe it came out a couple of years ago. Um, worst TV and worst films. We're going to get into it all. Let's start off with the best movies of the year. Do you want me to, to uh, list off what I have, Kevin, first? Um, yeah, you can go. Okay. Um, I think we're probably both going to agree on this great theater movie. Number one for me is Top Gun Maverick. It was one of the best theater experiences I've had, regular theater experiences I've had. Um, I tried to watch it at yeah. home and didn't it didn't play as well as it did in the theater, understandably, because I was kind of excited yeah. getting into the movie. But it was it's the best thing I've seen this year by far. Um, second thing I saw this year kind of blew me away a couple weeks ago was Violent Night. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. It's a Christmas classic. Kevin watched it on Christmas Eve along with Die Hard. It's right up there. Christmas Eve traditions now. Um, David Harbour, amazing in that movie as Santa Claus. Didn't expect it to be on the top of my list, but it's, it's around there. Number three for me came out in the end of 2023 but I watched it the uh, the, the end of 2021 22. but I watched it in the beginning of 2022 Tick Tick Boom on Netflix with um with um Andrew Garfield amazing movie um true story it's a musical I loved it I just listened to the to the soundtrack a couple days ago while I was driving around in my job it was it's amazing it's a good good movie um number 4 for me Talk about it all the time. Encanto. Great animated movie. 
uh, great soundtrack. Uh, one of the better animated movies in the last probably ten years, Disney movie especially. Um, this is kind of where the list falls off as far as rankings. This is probably my top four. I'll mention some other ones. We already mentioned Bullet Train. I like that movie a lot. It's one of my top movies this year. Um, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. About mm -hmm. April, I guess, it came out. Great Fuck yeah. Theater. Great theater movie. Did not know you would have that there. Awesome. Nicolas Cage, great in that movie. But Pedro Pascal, who is the new new movie star. New, he's going to be in everything. Yeah. 2023 is his year. He starts off in January doing Last of Us. Starts ends it in March doing Mandalorian, and who knows what else he's going to be doing for the rest of the year. He's great. Um, wanted to mention that everything, everywhere, all at once. Another great movie. Multiverse fuckery, the best multiverse movie of the year, and there was a bunch of Marvel shit. So that tells that tells you a lot. Um, another movie that came out at the end of 2021 that I watched in 2022, West Side Story, Spielberg. Great movie. Great. I think it's better than the first one. Spielberg took the first one and made it better, which is surprising, but it, yeah. it did happen. That was a passion um, project for him. Yeah, it was yep, good. It was, yep. Um, it also makes me, I'm going to say it on the podcast, mark it down. I want Spielberg to direct a live-action version of Hamilton. I think he would be a great, he would be a, do a great dramatic Hamilton doing the doing the 19, uh, 1700 uh, special effects and doing the musical and doing everything. He could do West Side Story. There's no reason he couldn't do that. Um, one MCU movie I'm going to bring up, the best one of the year, Wakanda Forever. Um, it was great. Um, I mentioned Bullet Train. Uh, and honorable mention for the year, came out this year, Clerks 3. Surprised the hell out of me how good it was. Especially the, um, mm. the ending. Um, and I think, yeah, that's everything on my list. I kind of, <laughs> kind of moved around right. a little bit. Yep. Uh, that's best movies, Kevin. What's your best movies of the year? I'm gonna I'm gonna count down from ten, okay, um, go ahead. and as I go, when I make my list, it has a little with like my my scores that we give on this uh, show. It more or less as soon as I see the movie, I put it on my list and say, "Is it better than this? Where would I put it?" Type thing. Yeah. Um, I do the same. And rewatchability is a big thing for me. Mm -hmm. So number ten, we have Fresh, the Hulu movie. I absolutely love Bucky Barnes in that movie. I've seen it like four or five times this year. It's fun. Number nine, Might. Not much more to say about that. You covered it. Um, great movie. Lots of fun. Uh, number eight, Clerks 3. Yep. Um, the ending of that movie is awesome. The entire movie is awesome. I love those characters. I love you know, seeing them play around with those characters. Um, Kevin Smith, of course, is great. And it was it leaned way more into drama than I ever thought Kevin Smith would be able to do. Um I just, I love that movie. Yep. Uh, Glass Onion is number seven. Um, this is a movie where I've now seen it twice. I finally got to watch it again this week. You did. And the acting is great. Um, I love the script. Um, it's almost like uh, like if you're watching one of your favorite movies with somebody for the first time and introduce them, you kind of like look over and see like their reactions to what's going on. I kind of feel like when you're watching this, like Ryan Johnson's there, like trying to like see your reaction to what's going on. Um, that was brought up in another podcast and I kind of agree with it. Uh, number six. Uh, yep. Number six is the menu. I cannot wait for this to come out uh, digitally in three days, four days. Yep. I want to see like it. Yeah. Third. Cool. I want to see that. Um, and I really, I really want to talk to you. We'll talk about it off pod about the ending of the movie. Um, 
It was yeah, excellent. The awesome. You did see it. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, I want to talk to you about it because, like, of course, I've been a cook since I was 15 years old, so um, the ending really hit me hard. Um, number five, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, one of the best theater experiences I've ever had. When we were in there, it was a bunch of 80s babies. Everyone yeah. was clapping, cheering. It was just overall a great, great experience. Um, I did just get the 4K um, and a new sound system for my bedroom. So I'm going to be able to watch it in like surround sound and whatnot. Cool. And I can't wait for that. Uh, number four, uh, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Nicolas Cage is one of my favorite actors of all time because he's so ridiculous in a lot of things. Yeah. And he's just, all of his movies to me are fun to watch. Um, number three is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, multiverse movie. It's fucking great. Great performances from every single person in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, brought back, brought back short two. round. Yes, knickknack. Yeah. Um, or whatever his name is. Is what's his name? Is it actually short round? No, uh, not in that movie. Yes. No, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> He's awesome. Uh, but uh, that would be awesome. Uh, two. Two is the Fablemans. Um, we just talked about it at length. Don't really need to go into it, but great yep. movie. The thing that really surprised me about that movie is I was talking to people about it over Christmas, and I was recommending it. And not a single person knew what I was talking about. To me, yeah, that's a problem. Because here's not, a movie by <laughs> the greatest director of all time yep. that was so under... It It wasn't... Well, one, it bombed. Just like yep. his musical last year, which is unfortunate because those are the two best movies done in years. Yep. Um, but it was so under-promoted that nobody even knows what it is. And to me, that sucks. Because Spielberg is the GOAT, yeah. by far, in my opinion. Um, and, of course, number one, the Batman. Um, to me, it was everything I wanted from that. It was Seven, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. In the Bat- And with Batman, um, I loved everything about it. I loved the cinematography. The score was great. Uh, I thought Pattinson was great. So that's my number one movie of the year. Yeah, notice how I skipped the Batman completely in my list, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Actually, I want to watch it again. I'm going to watch it for a third time. I've seen it like ten times. It's a movie that I can just throw into the background and enjoy. I just love everything about it. I love the set. Uh, I love Frazier's cinematography on it. Uh, yeah, Paul Dano's great. The only there's little things I, would, I you could shut up a little bit, but the only things I'd really take out was the stupid Arkham scene at the end. I did not like that. When they brought in the Joker. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris, do you have any uh, anything you want to mention that we didn't? Uh, I do. Uh, a couple of the movies that I um, I saw that really stuck out to me this year um, was one was uh, The Northman. Um, I, I really, I really, really enjoy movies where the action drives the movie. Um, not so much. I mean, obviously, it was great acting. They had some good actors in there. Um, but just the action, like the intensity of like all that medieval Viking type thing um cinematography was really dope in that so i really like that um you guys mentioned a lot of them um a couple of them that i, I saw because uh the you know the fiance wanted to watch them uh luckiest girl alive with mila kunis on uh netflix that was a really really dope one about a, a woman who's tortured about the rape and abuse she suffered 
Um, oh, I wanted to see that for a while. Yeah, it was really good. It ends up, uh, she ends up, um, like, she was raped at some point, like, uh, by a group of boys. And then, like, later on, it turns out there was, like, some sort of mass murder. And you don't know if she was involved or not. But she's, like, she's still hamstrung by it, like, 20-something years later. So that was really, really good. Hmm. Um, All Quiet on the Western Front, um, even though it was uh, oh, the remake. Yeah, with the subtitles, I mean, I mean, just as as depressing of a movie as you could watch, you know, whilst hmm. it's still being good. I mean, just kind of the things they went through was very realistic. Interesting. Um, the Banshees of uh, Nishirin with Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Yes, was, uh, we just talked yep. about that. Was really, really good to me. Yep. Um, like, it's just uh, about a couple of guys and their, their friendship kind of falls apart and you just kind of, yep. kind of watch how they're going through that. Um, that was good. I, I really liked the menu, Kevin. I thought that was excellent. Yep. Awesome. Um, what else did you guys not really mention? Um, you guys really mentioned everything else. Oh, Hustle. Um, Hustle with Adam Sandler yep. and uh, Kevin Garnett was another one that was really, really good and kind of, to me, kind of brought Adam Sandler back because for a while Adam Sandler was yep. just unbearable for me to watch. So that was something that the last couple of movies he's been in, it was the Hustle and there was something else he was in that was really, really good. The Uncut Gems. Yeah, Uncut Gems. Yep. Um, so. Yeah, I liked I liked Hustle because of the uh, sports aspect of like following this prospect getting to the NBA. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, I mean, you guys mentioned most most of them. Um, I mean, I'm I'm with you on all of them. Um, uh, Ray, you did say something earlier where uh, you said that Brad Pitt was kind of like Tom Cruise uh, as far as like acting. Uh, I think Tom Cruise is a terrible actor. Um, I'm, I'm just Tom Cruise. I'm talking about movie star, like movie star. Oh, quality. okay. All right. Not, I was, not I was, acting. I was like, yeah, yeah, I, was like uh, I was like, Tom Cruise is terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, right, we're off his rocker. I'm like, maybe we should uh, change the podcast. Uh, <laughs> no. But uh, no, yeah, no, so movie yeah, star, no, movie, movie star. Absolutely, he's he's a star in every every sense. He just jumped a, a fucking dirt bike off a canyon. Um, that's wild. Yep. But that's what yes. happens when you believe in Scientology. <laughs> um, yeah, but you guys mentioned the rest of them. I mean, it was a good year for movies. Um, yeah, it was definitely uh, not really the. Uh, you know, I, I'm normally used to like Marvel coming out with one a year. Uh, there's only a good couple good ones. Uh, Multiverse of Madness was really good to me, uh, but other yep. than that, there wasn't a and whole lot of Black uh, Panther was good. Black yep. Panther was awesome, obviously. Um, um, everything, everything, everywhere, all at once was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you guys really nailed it. Though. Yep. Uh, TV shows, best TV shows. Number one for me, Peacemaker. Blew me away. Didn't expect it to be good. John Cena starring in something that I thought was the best show of the yep. year is. If I had said that to myself a year ago, I would have smacked myself in the face. But it's true. It was a great, <laughs> great show. James Gunn did a fantastic job. Um, um, Vigilante DC. was awesome. Yep, Vigilante, Vigilante was, was awesome. The, the whole entire, the whole entire cast, the whole entire cast. Oh, awesome, awesome. Yep. Um, the Offer, great yep. movie, a great TV show. Watched it through through uh, June, I think it was. Uh, then we ended up watching uh, Godfather. I did anyway. After that, it's amazing. Um, Light and Magic, the documentary on Disney Plus. We mentioned it a few yep. times. Great documentary, loved it. Pam and Tommy, another biopic thing that happened. Uh, Sebastian Stan, amazing in it. I um, uh, can't remember her name. Who played Pamela Anderson? Great. Um, and Seth Rogen, great, great actors in that. In that too, it was on Hulu. Um, wanted to mention Werewolf by Night and Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. The two. Best things that Marvel came up with this year, besides uh, Wakanda yeah. Forever, um, both TV, both on Disney Plus. Um, those are my best uh, TV, and I didn't, I didn't really come up with the worst TV. I do have a couple on the list. You, um, uh, you, I think you forgot one, Ray. What? The boy came out there. Oh yeah, the boys. Boys. Um, the boys is my number one. Um, actually, no, boys probably like two. My number one would be Better Call Saul. 
Um, really enjoyed the last season of Better Call Saul. But everything else you pretty much nailed. Uh, I would have Peacemaker on that list. Uh, the offer was excellent. You know, um, I realize, you know what I realized? Yellow Jackets I, was technically last year, but Yellow you know Jackets I, realized, I watched in January. So You know what I realized I didn't put on the list? What? Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. I, I didn't put either one of those on the list. Yep, House Dragons up there too. Yep. That having those two go on week to week t- together was amazing. Uh, yep. Having Game of yep. Thrones and uh, and Lord of the Rings to watch, um, I think I think Game of Thrones blew it out of the water a little bit. Um, Lord of the Rings, we're doing a current rewatch of that right now, so uh, yep. it's uh, fresh in the mind. Yep, I don't want to. Um, they're both good. I think House of the Dragon was better. Yeah. Um, but Lord of the Rings is also, I mean, they're both going to be better going forward anyways. Yeah. Um, these are just setup seasons. Yep. So I think House of the Dragon, um, was a little bit better. Um, I'm also a bigger Game of Thrones fan, obviously, than, than Lord of the Rings currently. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, I, um, I think that, um, House of the Dragon and Lord of the Rings was really slow, but like, I think we talked about a couple months ago. Um, to me, it's about the storytelling of the first season. I mean, the first season of Game of Thrones was incredibly slow and you were kind of like all right like you know what's going on and it really wasn't until the red yeah. wedding when they started you know the the yep. season tradition of a bunch of crazy shit happening where you're like oh my god like yep. you know um so those are good the only ones i would add to that yeah. is uh um 1883 and yellowstone uh yep i'm getting into those soon yeah that, so 1923 1923 just dropped uh with harrison ford and helen mirren and uh Braun, the guy I who plays heard Jerome. good Jerome Flynn uh, plays who played Braun yep. in Game of Thrones. Uh, I mean, the first two episodes were really, really good. Cool. Uh, I mean, Harrison Ford and Helen Helen Mirren herself is an incredible, one of the best actresses of all time. So, um, but yeah, so it's good to see the continuity. Uh, Taylor Sheridan, the guy who created all this stuff, has like a, his own his own Marvel universe going through with uh, Yellowstone. Yep, uh, he's got like fifteen shows out. Um, he also That's is uh, mayor of uh, mayor of um, Dogtown, East Town. East, yep. uh, Mayor Kingstown, Kingstown, Mayor Kingstown, Kingstown. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's on the second awesome. season, and that came out, and that's that first season was awesome with Jeremy Renner. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, honorable mentions: <laughs> best things we saw for the podcast. Um, <clears throat> these are <clears throat> these are things that came out maybe a decade ago, two years ago, three years ago. Um, a couple of these things I wanted to see if Chris has seen. Have you seen Queen and Slim with yes. uh, Dale Kalua? Great fucking movie, yeah. right? Great movie. Yeah, great movie. Saw yeah. that this year. Um, Nobody saw it this year. It came out a couple years ago uh, with uh, Bob Odenkirk. Great fucking movie. Great. Uh, Prey, which I didn't bring up on Hulu, the uh, prequel to uh, Predator. Thought it was good. The um, second second best Predator movie. Yep. Um, yep. And Last Play at Shea is the uh, documentary I talked about with uh, Billy Joel about the Shea Stadium being torn down. He was the last performer to perform there. It was a great documentary. Um, yeah, and those are the movies that I saw. Um, TV shows, honorable mentions, Moon Knight, thought it was probably the best Marvel-like show that came out this year. Yes. Um, Obi-Wan and Andor, the two Star Wars shows that that came out this year. Um, there's some good stuff and bad stuff about both of them. Um, Obi-Wan, hit or miss, but it was a lot of cool stuff too. Um, Many Saints in Newark, we didn't mention. Um, uh, got, got Kevin into Sopranos. Um, and documentary Trainwreck uh, Woodstock '99 on on Netflix. Great, great documentary yep. about uh, about uh, Woodstock. Yep. yep. Um, anything you guys watched this year that you wanted to bring up? Uh, lost movies or anything that we uh, covered? Uh, I'm into. Uh, I mean, I'd started it originally. Um, 
but I didn't finish it was uh, Peaky Blinders. So I'm uh, oh, just, yeah. finishing, just finishing season four right now, going into season five. And fuck yeah, I'm, I'm hooked all over again. So it's uh, God damn, the show's awesome. So uh, yeah, they're what a great cast they have going on, and we're, that's yeah. a really good show. So I'm back on that. Yep. Uh, Kevin, uh, anything? I, I think you pretty much hit it. Um, yeah, Obi Wan. For how disappointing I was, how disappointing it was. Um, still has some really cool moments that I highly enjoyed. Um, Andor, I think, blew that out of the water. And Andor yep. might be the best written Star Wars. Um, yep. Seeing it from that perspective of how evil the Empire actually was yep. outside of the, the movies, the prequels, and the, the original trilogy and whatnot. Um, but yeah, good list on there. Obi-Wan... Um... Obi Wan to me was was excellent. I, I think the problem with a lot of these shows is is that they're they're storytelling too, and then it's like in the last like one or two at last episodes they come out with all of these crazy things that happen, and you're like, oh my god, like, yeah. how come it wasn't like that? Um, yeah. But I, I was I was excited for Obi Wan because Boba Fett to me was terrible. I mean, it had oh obviously god. Boba Fett had like its moments here and there, but it was more nostalgic. I, I think Obi Wan yeah. did a really yeah. Oh, Boba sorry. Fett's moments were tied into the Mandalorian. Yeah, like, those are the only good things about that show. Is anything that tied into the Mandalorian? Everything else was pretty the only, awful. The only the only issue I had with uh, Obi One was the CGI with uh, Hayden Christensen. Yeah. You know when they they it was like one minute yep. he looked eighty and the next minute he looked twenty and I was like I don't yeah. understand what's happening. Yep. But uh, Andor was out of this world. I mean. You know, I, I really think that they're doing the uh, Star Wars uh, universe um, justice with some of the things they've been coming out with. Um, yep. As long as they don't bring Boba Fett back, or if they do bring him back and as a offset to Mandalorian, like I don't, he doesn't need his own show. Yeah, you mentioned Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. Worst TV of the year, Boba Fett is on my list. Uh, second, second worst TV show of the year is is definitely She Hulk. Uh, it was probably it was probably <laughs> one, of, one of one of the one things I was excited about this year, but it was it ended up being the one thing I was disappointed. Especially- Especially after that first episode it was dope. I liked yeah. the first episode a lot. The CGI yeah, was terrible still in that, but I did like the first episode, and then it just sh- shit the bed. You fucking chauvinist! <laughs> no, it was it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah, and was uh, worst films of the year. I don't know if Chris knew, but we gave a uh, five grimace last week to The Killing Tree. Oh, that was terrible! <laughs> what a fucking shitty movie. <laughs> oh my god, it was horrible. <laughs> Yeah, The Killing yep. Tree was a horrible movie. Um, on paper, it was horrible, and even watching it was horrible. Um, Uncharted with uh, with uh, Spider Man himself, Tom Holland. Uh, it it was uh, it was it wasn't that it was awful. It wasn't the worst movie of the year, but it was it was it didn't live up to the hype. Um, Wait, um, which one? Uncharted, Tom Holland. Oh, Uncharted. I thought you were talking about No Way Home. I was like, wait, wait, wait no, 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 on, no, 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 Uncharted. Back, back up. Yeah, I know um, it was terrible. That was terrible. And I know Chris will agree with this. Elvis, I refuse to watch it. Oh, Elvis was fucking horrible. Elvis was, <laughs> was Elvis was, was the worst. That was the worst movie of all time. It was trash. It's easily. And and I know Chris will disagree with us on this one. Jurassic Park, Jurassic World Dominion was the worst movie of the year. I, I just don't understand what you guys want. You fucking, <laughs> you guys, I, the dinosaurs gonna start talking? Like, what, what are you guys expecting? You know, fucking. And Donald's well, Rex went the to the movie eventually. Award. The movie meant nothing because at the end they're in the same position they were in the beginning. Yeah. They're in the, the same position. Was more focused on the, the more, movie was more focused on the locusts, not the actual dinosaurs. I mean, some some sort of variety for, for fuck's sake. I mean, how many times are they going to have invented <laughs> another type of dinosaur that ge- has genius intellect? 
It's just running, <laughs> running them up until a bigger dinosaur or a team up of dinosaurs. It's a dinosaur movie. I was like, ooh, ah, they got Sam Neill. They have, uh, you know, uh, Malcolm's back. You know, like the, the whole gang is back. You know, it's to me, it was like a, it was a great movie. It was because it was about dinosaurs. I don't, I don't, I didn't want an Academy Award to come out of uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, I'll I'll, uh, quickly (laughs) run down my worst movies of the year. Uh, My worst movie of the year was The Killing Guy. You're going to put that one in October. I got some fucked up shit for you to watch. Uh, Then I go Halloween Ends because it was completely different than what they promised us through promotion. Um, And it's one of my favorite franchises and I hated the way it, it ended. Um... Also, it's funny the tie-in between that and Viral Night, where Christmas ends tonight, and then the whole thing about Halloween ends is, you know, whatever die, evil dies tonight. Um, then Jurassic World Dominion. Careful, we just talked about it. Uh, Morbius. <laughs> I was very I generous when I reviewed I that movie. I haven't I was seen it yet. Very generous. I think I gave it a two, and that's only because I enjoyed the vampire aspects of the film. Uh, then Deep Water. Uh, terrible movie, and I love Ana de Armas, and I like Ben Affleck. I like Ben oh, Affleck in most movie. things. That's right, I forgot about that movie. Um, then Blonde. Um, I never finished yeah. it. I never finished it. And number seven, I'll leave it at seven, Bone and All. Did I talk about this last week? I can't remember. What, what is um, it? You cut out. Smithy Chalet is oh, okay. fucking amazing in this movie. Um, but I don't know who this movie was made for, because it's about cannibals like kind of on a road trip but like it's a drama it's not a horror movie so like i can't recommend it to people that like drama because they'll be freaked out within the first part of the film because she eats someone's finger um like bites down and like peels it off like it's a chicken wing yeah. uh the only redeeming quality of that movie is timothy chalamet is really good in the movie hmm. um but like i don't know who that movie was made for it wasn't made for horror fans it wasn't made for drama fans like i don't know but yeah, those are my seven worst of the year. I got uh, Fantastic Fantastic Beasts. Uh, the Secrets of Dumbledore was. I didn't, oh, I didn't finish that either. I've heard so bad. I've heard Terrible. so many bad things about that. Um, I have a uh, Spiderhead you know, with Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller that was absolutely hmm. horrible. Considering I was so excited for it, it was terrible. Literally, it got to a point where I was like, I, I don't even know why I'm watching this thing. I had to turn it off. And, and those I, are two actors we like. Yeah, they they just it was a classic case that they just tried too hard. Um, the beast with Idris Elba wasn't very good. I was uh, kind of hopeful that they could re re spin the killer lion theme. Um, what else? Um, Pinocchio, the new Pinocchio was. Uh, I had to watch I it. Gonna, I, have, I wanted to watch I, that. I have kids. I, the I, uh, the Tom Hanks one or the one or the Guillermo del Toro one. This new one. The the Tom, they yeah. both came out. Uh, uh, okay. uh, they were both just the uh, Tom Hanks one was fucking worse um i enjoyed the new one a little bit more but neither one was very good and then um amsterdam wasn't wasn't very good the one with uh uh, christian bale and uh uh, what's her name it wasn't great margot robbie and chris rock and yeah it was i mean i like the director but i've heard very bad things and i want to ruin my day by watching a movie with christian bale i'm I'm excited to watch the one with christian bale where he's uh he's a detective comes out next week yep yeah i'm I'm really excited to see that one i think that's i think i don't know what happened to amsterdam i don't know if they were rushing it or what the fuck happened but it's just it's just one of those movies that you know you you just lose interest because it's just so much it's like so much dialogue but not is that the same 
Is that the same director who did American Hustle? Yes. Yes. That's not, I Russell. thought that I thought that movie was overrated too. Over American Hustle. I didn't like yeah, that movie. It, yeah, it wasn't very good either to me. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Agree. Okay. Same type of vibe. It's like you know you have a bunch of great actors and they they have like a bunch of dialogue, but it's like you don't know why they're having dialogue. Sometimes you're like I don't understand why they're ta- like it, they, they tried to prove that everyone was like a great actor and like with this big ensemble cast, and it, to me it just didn't work. Um, okay. And then uh, there was one more that was on my list. And I forget, but. Yeah, there's a lot of shitty movies as well. There always is. Um, yeah. Yeah, so. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Marvel movies were a little bit disappointing this year, except for Wakanda Forever. Um, not that they weren't bad. Not that they were completely bad. It's just they didn't live up to the hype. Um, yeah. And a lot, like like we mentioned before, Everything Everywhere All at Once was the best multiverse movie, and there was two, at least one multiverse movie that should have been better, directed by Sam Raimi, and it wasn't. Um, there's a lot of cool geek out scenes and shit, but there, it, the uh, Doctor yeah. Strange movie was not not that not not as good as it should have been. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much uh, I think everything for the year, and then we'll we'll cover 2023 preview next week uh, in the very first episode of 2023, and we're going to get into news. And it's not a new segment without the trailer roundup. Take that. Uh, one trailer we didn't mention when we went to the theaters a couple weeks ago when we saw Avatar. Knock at the Cabin with Batista and M. Night Shyamalan. Movie looks great by the it's trailer. Awesome. Um, it does look good, but I don't it's really M. Night trust M. Night it's yeah, so. <laughs> yes. We saw all the good parts of the movie in the trailer. That's yeah, that's probably. Yeah. But yeah. the trailer looked really good. Um, it's about an apocalypse, and they're and they're in a cabin, and Batista and this like group of people are like a cult of like I don't know. It looks weird. Jehovah Witnesses cool. or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> Jehovah Witnesses. Yeah, something like that. But um, yeah, looks good. I wanted to mention that it was one of the trailers I couldn't remember that played before Avatar. But that was one of them, and Barbie was the other one. It sucked, but. uh Chris Rock, he's doing a live Netflix special um, streaming on March 4th. It's going to be on Netflix. Very first thing I think Netflix has ever done live. He's doing his comedy special on there, which is very rare for a comedian to do an actual live special live. And most of the shit's performed, uh, recorded, edited very, very well. Um, So this is one of the first times it's ever been done. So uh, looking forward to that. Um, the other thing that I, I didn't watch this week that I wanted to watch was the Metallica um, on uh, Paramount, the whole entire uh, All Within My Hands concert. Um, I want to get into that. Um, it was also announced during Stanley's 100th birthday this week that Disney Plus is coming out with a documentary in 2023 about the life of Stanley. Um, looking forward to that. I think it'll be. I think Disney Plus does a great job with the, all the documentaries I've seen on there so far. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. Now let's get into the bulk of the news. Um, Avatar The Way of Water has officially crossed $1.1 billion at the global box office. Um, what was it needed to be above $2.1 to be a success, Kevin? Was that what they said? To be a box That's office success? That's what James Cameron said. Pro- um, it, had to, it had to be... He says it needs to make that much money to go forward for 4 and 5. Um, I think it needed $900 million to break even. Okay. Um, I do know because this movie was fi- finished filming in 2015, and he was just waiting for the right time to release right. it. Because at one point it was going up against 
he put it out. He wanted it December 2017, and Star Wars got delayed, so Last Jedi ended up taking that slot, so he took it off the table. And now he has basically up until Ant-Man before he has any competition for that movie. Chris, what were your so. thoughts on Avatar uh, Way of Water? What did you think? Were you on Kevin's side or my side on this? Uh, I was split. I talked to Kevin a little bit about it. Um, I, I mean, it, it definitely was exactly like the first one. It was just underwater, um, so it was a lot of repetitive. They could have cut an hour out of this movie, and I would have been just as satisfied. A yeah. lot of it was just unnecessary. Was I don't. I didn't understand why they had certain interactions. I, I know that they were trying to introduce a bunch of new characters, but they introduced a bunch of new ones in the first one, and it was perfectly fine. Um, and then the only other thing I had a problem with is they they hyped up the the oldest the oldest son throughout the entire movie because he was like a big bo- like I'm like he's born and I have this new son, and then the whole movie was about the younger brother. Yeah. And then at the mm-hmm. end, the older brother dies. Yeah. And it's just kind of like I, I didn't understand why they wasted so much time. You know, it's like the the older brother was supposed to be the hero, and they they, they gave it to the younger brother. I, I'm wasn't really sure when it was the same tale old old tale you know he fights the bad guy the bad guy gets away you know it's another plot twist to keep to keep him coming uh i mean i loved it i think the the cgi is great i think that the you know uh, visual, overall, visually it's great visually it looked amazing yeah just and I didn't, an hour I didn't and a half of whale hour, hour and a half of whale love is uh, it was enough for me yeah it just um you know there was see was to me me that whole thing like i understand like you could have cut that down um some but you still needed that those interactions to make the payoff in the last hour work because you have to like learn the story of the whale and like when the whale lost his fin no but when the like the whale loses his fin and stuff like that like that stuff you have to like keep in there because then in the end when the whale literally rips off that guy's arm uh it's a payoff story Um, but it definitely could have been cut by about a half hour um but how about this? The first cut of this movie was nine hours long. Fuck. He showed this movie to people when it was nine hours Holy long. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I, so after I talked to you, Kevin, because I was me and you had talked about the whale scene and everything, and I, I was like, yep. I went back and it was forty-one minutes of whale interactions. There, yep. there is forty-one minutes, and I, so they, you, they definitely could have taken. 30 of those they minutes taken, away yeah, yeah. and still told the story about how, cause that, that youngest son was swimming with that whale for, I, I don't yep. know, it was at least 20 minutes yeah. of just, of just him swimming yeah. with this whale and, and having like their own adventures. And I was like, I, I, the payoff was great. I mean, you nailed it. The last hour of that movie was awesome just for the action sequences in and of itself. Um, I, I it was really impressive. It's just, yeah, I like the, I like the beginning yeah, and I, I like the beginning like the beginning and I like the end. I didn't like the yeah. middle at all. It just took me out of the movie. Yeah, by the time the end, by the time the ending came along, I was I was like I was pissed off because it was like, why do I care about whales and turtles in this weird weird world that's all blue? I do like I do like everything and how the water was completely CGI and and yeah. how the te- how the technology has gotten to that point in uh, filmmaking is pretty incredible. Yeah, um, and yeah, like it's, it's crazy that like. You see all these fish, and like those fish aren't there. Like it's yeah, fucking nothing's, crazy. Nothing's there. Like yeah. J- the James Cameron's like in the water filming it himself. Like yeah. it's it's nuts how they did it. Um, it's a it's a great achievement, but at the same time, like Chris said, it could have been cut down. That whole middle section uh, on the podcast, I kind of related to like the first Jurassic Park where they they see the wonder of all, and yeah, it's like it's... a five minute scene for that. They try they try to do it for like an hour in this yeah. movie, so it's like yeah. could have trimmed that down by half. Yeah, and, and and it's one of those things where you know the first one's great. I'm glad they did this one. I 
I'll go see it because I'm a movie head. You know, I love movies. So when they come out with the third, yep. fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh one, I'll be there. Um, but they, they can stop making these. And James Cameron won't. And it's going to take yeah. 10 years. It's going to take 10 <laughs> years between each one. Like Avatar, Avatar 7 will be out when I'm 90 years old. Well, he did, he did say it took I, a while I to get think, to this point. Yeah. Um, it, he, he said it took and a I while think, to get uh, to this point, and he's going to make the sequels in a shorter amount of time because he's got the technology there. That's what he said. Yeah, I mean, we, we can only hope and, so. And he did say that, or no, Sam Worthington said that the second one, or the third one is about 85% done because they've been filming it since they finished filming this yeah, one. So yeah, we'll too. see. Three years out, maybe, we'll get another one, but that's like on the close end. My I mean, problem. it's probably going to be five years. My problem is that James Cameron is is putting all this effort in and talking about how great it is. D- why the fuck are you so scared to put it out against Star Wars? You know what I'm saying? If it's that great, people yeah. are going to go fucking see it. Yeah. So these numbers yeah. should tell you, like, all right, it's 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 eclipsing one billion because people were people love the first one. It was something new and refreshing, mm-hmm. and it's like so you, you do have a demographic for it, but like, what where are you going now? Like, it's all it's it's the same. It's like Avengers. It's going to just keep getting to a point where you're going to run out of storyline and then you're going to restart it. Like, it, it's not, this is not a universe that I'm, I'm wholly invested in because I don't know enough about it. There's no, he's making up the backstory as he goes as opposed to having comic book carriers or some characters or some sort of arc to, to pull from. So, I mean, they keep saying they're going to explore different parts of the planet. So now you're going to have a snow, like a snow one next. That's what you they always hear. Yeah, Fire and snow. And yeah, yeah it's like, so we're going to go through all the, ele- like, each one's going to be a, the mastering of different elements. We have that. <laughs> we have a, we have the, what was that? Is it uh, not Avatar? Uh, yeah, it's a, what, what's the one where the kid masters the elements? It's the cartoon. Yeah, Avatar, Way of uh, Earthbender. Yeah, the last, air, the last Airbender. Last, like, yeah, Airbender. Is, yeah, yeah isn't, it, isn't that Avatar 2? Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> like, That's like, a good so, point. Yeah, so yeah. We've, we've already seen this. So I'm just... I'm over it already, you know. I'm, I'm, I'll go see him, but I don't, I don't need it again. So I, I was split between your two opinions. I really liked, I really liked some parts, and then some parts of just like you, Ray. I just couldn't deal with it. I was like, I'm, I'm fucking done. Like James Cameron literally was like a whale's penis in that fucking just floating around in the water, just with nobody around. Just what a great imagination this guy has. <laughs> yeah, we brought up last week whale culture in the '90s and how. Uh... Whales, whales were uh, part of our curriculum in high school. During uh, they bring out they real whale out the art, uh, the VCR in, in class and tell us about whales and saving yeah, the yeah. whales and it was all a big thing in the nineties. And I said yeah. Free Willy. If I wanted to watch a whale movie, I'd watch Free Willy. That was my review. Yeah. Yep. Um, Eternals, Eternals <laughs> two. We watched Eternals a year and a half ago. Um, Eternals two reportedly set to be more cosmic, set in space. Um, director Chloe Zhao unlikely to return uh, because of the backlash from the first one. Um, yeah, what, what are you gonna get from Eternals too? Uh, Celestials would be cool. Um, there's some characters that I did like in the group, um, and I'd like to see uh, Thanos' brother come back, played by. Um, uh, yep. Fuck, what's his name? Uh, duh. He was in the post credits. Yeah, the pop singer was in One Direction. I know all that, but I don't know his fucking name. Uh, Harry Styles. Harry Styles, yeah. yeah. There we go. Yep. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I don't know about see. Eternals too. Um, uh, hopefully, it's good. I yeah. was. Ex- I thought the first one wasn't as bad as people gave it credit for. I thought it had a lot of good, a lot of good potential. Yeah. It just, it just seemed like it was one another one of those heroes. Like they, 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 they tried too hard. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't understand. It's like a very simple 
concept. You look at how many look how many Batman's they come up with. They're almost all pretty much successful because it's the same formula. It's like it's a known character, and I get they're like you know the the Eternals. It's there's not a lot of known characters in this, and they're kind of going to their own thing, which is refreshing because with this, at least you have backstories from the comics you can pull from and, and kind of make it fun. They just tried too hard, but the whole celestial thing, um, you know, the big head on the on the planet a- after everything was uh, said and done, um, and then uh, oh. what, what's his name? Uh, the John Snow character is is pretty dope. Um, yeah. What the hell's his name? Something, I forget his name, but uh, uh, they Black said Knight. Black Knight. You know. Um, yep. So I'm, I'm looking forward to certain parts of that, but some of it can just. I mean, it's. Yeah. It's I liked I liked Barry Keegan. I think he's yeah. a really really good actor. Yeah, I thought um, it was great. I thought it was. So great I liked him yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah. Great in that, and um, he's shock, really good the in Adventures of Inisherin. Yeah, the shock, the shocking twist of the movie of who the villain ended up being. Um, you thought it was going to be a bear, him, but it ended up being another character. Um, yeah, it was, it was a it was a decent movie, but it wasn't the best coming into Phase Four of Marvel. Um, coming after Endgame and having a movie like that, it was kind of yeah. shocking. And that's and that's where I I thought it kind of failed because they tried to make they tried it seemed like they tried to make it like an Avengers type movie where you have all the they could have just taken their time and introduced one or two of the characters yep. and and had like their own separate deal but it's like everyone wants I that think, automatic payoff it's just it seemed like a DC movie to me almost where it was like yeah out of everything that's came out movie wise we've always said a lot of these TV shows could be condensed into one movie. We said it about Moon Knight. We said it about Miss Marvel. If they if they took out all the shit and just condensed it into a two hour movie, it would have been great. I think the opposite of that for Eternals would have been great doing a series like you yes, mentioned, agreed, and taking the characters and developing developing them to the point where they collide at the end. That would have been a great. Yes. That would have been a great thing for that movie and showing them how they all end up together. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like individual stories and how they all end up together because they were together for so long. You yep. know, before they all they all went their separate ways would have been a really dope idea to do. But and that's it's like same. all of a sudden you have this huge superhero yep. team, and it's like. All the superheroes have the same powers of other superheroes we've already fucking seen, so no one cares about their powers. Yeah, you know, you have a, a guy that's like Superman. Like, who cares? We have yeah, Superman. Yeah, and that's the same thing I said about the X Men. I've said I've been saying it forever. If they're gonna do an X Men now that they have Disney Plus, there's so many characters of the X Men. They could do an anthology series of doing character by character introductions the right way without having, and then do a movie. Maybe end it with a movie, but. Do like an X-Men mutant series and each episode can tackle a mutant finding his powers. Like 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 in the movie when you see Rogue uh, Anna Paquin finding her powers. There could be a whole episode about that where she ends up hurting her family because her powers drains them. Or you see Wolverine becoming Absolutely. Wolverine as a kid and you see him. Well, Wolverine is different because or, I think that would be a movie on it in itself. But or, or Ray, smaller they characters. Could, they could just follow the comics yep. and the original X-Men to a T, like some yep. of these models actually work, and then just have them at you know what I'm saying, like they're they're a superhero team that's fighting crime because everyone already knows them, and that would be the acceptance of the rule of, of forcing a bunch of superheroes together because everyone knows who the X Men are. And you I would know, be so. pissed. I would be pissed if the multiverse is what brings the X Men in. Yes, if it's yeah, a group it's, that's brought in, I would. Yeah. I, I, I want to see. I want to see. Maybe it would be a a cloaked group, a secret organization, like like it is in the comic books, like it was in the 1990s TV show. Where Xavier has this secret group of mutants who are on a team and go in and do these special missions for them for the government, not really for the government, but for themselves, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah it'd be, it's an, an interesting time for that. And like you mentioned, there's so much history there that they can they can pull that from. 
A lot of good yeah. stories too. Not a lot I, of bad I, ones, but a lot of good ones. I was I'm not opposed to doing kind of like the um, the secret, you know, the invasion storyline where they yeah. come down kind of like they did in um, the last uh, X Men movie. Oh goddamn! Uh, Apocalypse. No, the one with uh, uh, Jean oh. Grey and the Phoenix, and it, they they came down and they had, they were taking over people. It was like the shape shifting people. Oh, the scrolls. Yeah, the scrolls. I, I wish it was that storyline, and they inhabited the X Men, and the X Men were fighting the Avengers. That was my hope was that there was going to be some sort of like they're battling each other. You know what I'm saying? You kind of introduce the X Men that way, and then you could have some sort of uh, you know multiverse thing where you bring the original ones back somehow. You know, like, but it would be dope to see some sort of you know, something f- refreshing and something new, but from the comics, because they're uh, Marvel's running out of I- I- it seems like they're running out of ideas, and there's a there's a ton of stuff. There's which so is much why, there, which is why their their, t- their TV shows have been so successful because they're they're giving small to the comic tidbits. Like Werewolf by Night was very by the book. Yeah, here you go, yep. very simple, and it worked the best because it's just you're telling a, a gr- small group of characters as a story. So I think you have something there, right? Yep. Um, going into Marvel, get a little bit more Marvel news. Um, Je- Jessica Chastain is being looked to be part of the main villain in Captain America: New World Order. There's a lot of things that came out about uh, rumors for uh, for Marvel stuff this week. That was one of them. Um, the other one was Nova is be- reportedly being developed as a movie now instead of a TV show, which I think should happen anyway. Um, it was going to be a TV show, then a Disney Plus special presentation, but now it's looking to be a movie. Um, and you kind of mentioned this before when you were talking about Eternals and the head in the ocean. Um, a rumor started doing the rounds that Thunderbolts will see the team head to the Celestial's resting place where he died in the ocean. The island that there, the rumor is that island is going to be Geonosa. If you knew 1992 X-Men, Geonosa is the, uh, it's the kind of been inhabited by mutants. And I think, uh, Magneto ruled over it and, and ran it. Um, in, in, in the TV show and the comic books. Um, but yeah, uh, the spot, uh, Tiamat is the name of the, uh, celestial, but it'll be an Island, uh, based off of where he, where his location is. And the rumor is that it'll play a significant part in Captain America, new world order. Um, and this is ex- supposedly where anima- adamantium will be found. That's the rumor. Um, coming from the celestial landing on the on the uh, yeah <laughs> landing on the planet. Well, they gotta find they gotta find a reason why adamantium all of a sudden comes on to the planet, and and how and how that was and how that was found in vibranium. How that hasn't been found in vibranium has been found. So how are they gonna explain that? Gonna someone's gonna a celestial's gonna shit it out <laughs> after they die. And- <laughs> It's gonna miraculously save somebody, some episode of some show, like Miss Marvel or some some Marvel Nova <laughs> shit that no one cares about. But yeah, but they're saying that uh, because everything happened to Wakanda forever, the rumor is that the government's still looking for for vibranium, but they end up finding adamantium instead when they go to this island. That's the rumor. Is vibranium gonna... stronger than adamantium? Because I, uh, I, I was always told that adamantium was as strong as ever, but there's multiple people that have broken Wolverine's claws, so yeah. I don't know. I, I don't not. I'm not too sure. Like, uh, you know, if that was just something that was written at the time, adamantium was the strongest. So is vibranium the strongest now? Because vibranium can do pretty much anything. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm pretty sure adamantium is the strongest material in the universe, 
or there's maybe there's something else I, I, I can't think of what it could be, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Because um, Adamantium broke Adamantium in, in the Wolverine when he heated up Adamantium uh, Silver uh, Samurai. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what's what's stronger and if Adamantium is stronger, then I mean they got some splaying to do because Vibranium has been the strongest. And <laughs> unless it's an alloy, unless it's some some sort of alloy that they use um, Vibranium to make, al- uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know how they explain it. Marble Marble does an okay job with explaining the origin. Yeah, no, of they, they do. You go, back, you go back to Phase One and Phase Two of explaining where Vibranium came from, and and then and, and then tying it all into the Shield and to oh, absolutely Wakanda yeah. and everything. So yeah, I, I still have faith in Foggy. A lot of people are kind of uh, skeptical of Foggy, <laughs> I but think, I still have faith in Foggy. I have faith in Foggy, but I think Foggy needs an assistant. Like um, when James Gunn was going to be his assistant at one point for taking over the cosmic aspect yeah, yeah. of the movies. Uh, I mean, thing. now that they have the Disney Plus stuff, he needs somebody to help him. Uh, he's only one man, uh, so give him one or two people to kind of maybe one deals with with the TV side of things and they report to him and another person does the cosmic stuff or whatever. I don't know. But I just think, I mean, also burnout happens. He's been doing this for a while. He's been producing Marvel films since the late nineties. He's, and before that he was doing, he was, he was not, not producing like he is now, but he was still doing like up and like Spider-Man. I think the first Spider-Man movie or maybe the first X-Men he was working. That's what I'm saying. Like he's been doing it before the MCU. Yeah. yeah, So I think that, uh, now that he's kind of established the MCU, he needs people to help him out because yeah. he's only one person, and well, I can only imagine how long his days are at the office. Yeah, yeah, I can only imagine. Now that the uh, the Rock is going to be coming to Marvel, fuck. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck is he gonna play? Like, who the fuck is he gonna play? Like, where are we going? I, I... Who cares? Who cares about the Rock besides us who watch wrestling and watch? I want to see him come to WrestleMania. I don't want to see him come to Marvel. But he's coming to Marvel, and I, I don't understand what he's gonna do. Do you know what I'm saying? Because he already said uh, he wasn't gonna. He wasn't I, gonna I, I don't know if he's coming to Marvel per he's, se. I don't necessarily. I think he's, he just kind of threw it out there. He's 100 percent gonna come to Marvel because now he has to. <laughs> because now he's. I mean, I, I'm not saying that he had beef with James Gunn because it wasn't really James Gunn is new and he he has a different direction he's going. But The Rock was supposed to be like James Gunn was probably the only person that could take well the DC universe out of The Rock's hands and kind of say here yeah. and everyone would have been on board with that because now everyone's like oh fuck James Gunn is here. You know, The Rock is 1,000% going to come to Marvel and play some sort of fucking, I don't know who he could be. I mean, maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know who he's going to be, but he's going to fuck something up. Here's an idea. Magneto. Fuck. I'm just fucking with you. Obviously, that's not going to happen. <laughs> if I could pun- punch you through the screen, I would right now. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Dude, not- X, he's already bald. Yeah. Oh, man, imagine putting him in the fucking wheelchair. Like, fucking... <laughs> <laughs> fucking rock alright let's get, let's get into a res- wrestling talk you're talking Wrestlemania coming to Hollywood this year big rumor is him versus Roman Reigns the other rumor is Stone Cold Steve Austin is coming back would you rather see a match with The Rock and Reigns or would you rather see another number 4 match with Austin and The Rock as their final match one last time hoorah I wouldn't want to see them. I wouldn't want to see them fight the, fight each other because I think they're. I mean, oh, obviously the. Well, I mean, the Rock is obviously there, but I, I mean, neither of them were. I mean, the Rock was as talented a seller as as ever has ever been known as far as selling things, but the Rock wasn't exactly like. 
I, I, to me, The Rock was great. Stone Cold's great, but neither of them were like the rings, the ringmasters that I would want them going after with each other. Besides the crowd hype, I mean, I, I don't know. You I don't would, think they could capture the magic they did in the three matches before? I no, no, no. Now it, it, we're talking '98. I would be like, oh my god, like that's the greatest, the greatest match you come. But right now, no. And I don't want to see fifty year old guys. Yeah, I don't want to see. I don't want to see The Rock versus Roman Reigns. Because I, I'm not a big Roman Reigns guy. I'm just I've never been a Roman Reigns yep. guy. And essentially, Roman Reigns is the Rock without the without the personality, and and they're related. Go figure. Um, mm-hmm. And then Stone Cold. I mean, he had a good match against uh, what's his name, Brian. Uh, oh, uh, Kevin Owens. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Owens. Yeah, yeah Kevin Owens. Great they, match. Had, they had a great match, but you could tell that Stone Cold is fifty something years old. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing them in a tag team against some two people. I would. What if, I wouldn't it, mind... what if it was a four? What if it was a four way with two younger guys and those two, and it was for the title, and they had to, yeah, and but... they had to work like it was Reigns. Who would it be? Reigns. It would be Reigns, Austin, and uh... Chris Jericho. Jericho. Uh, <laughs> Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Cody Rhodes. Reigns. Cody... Okay. And those two, and they, those two would do obviously all the work of the match. They would, they would pretty much run the match. Austin and uh, Austin and The Rock would do the the spots and all that shit that they normally do. Get the heat. I mean, get the get the love from the crowd. And what if it's a? What if they could do this? Now, I would want to see. I would want to see that. What if they could do a four four way tag team match and you bring back Brock and Goldberg, and then it's one of them in each of the corners of four young guys. All right, let's bring it yeah. in elimination um, elimination chamber into yeah. WrestleMania. Let's, 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 let's bring it. Let's my, just uh, one. Yeah, uh, my whole thing no. about them fighting each other though is uh, WrestleMania is two nights now. No That's way fun. they would blow their load on one night and have people not watch. So I feel like if they were going to bring them both back, one would be on one night, one would be on the next night, just to well, get. The they did people watch both nights. They did that this year. The first night was Austin versus Owens. Seth yep. Rollins with Co- everybody knew Cody Rhodes was coming back, and those were the two biggest matches of that night. And everybody knew it was the first night. Yeah. And I don't even remember what happened on the second night. I think Edge came back and won the title or some shit. I don't even yeah, remember. Edge. I think uh, they could do like a best of best of three, like do uh, do the do the first match on the first night. And then have them come out the first first match of the of the second night, and then follow it up in the third. But you know, with varying partners or varying stipulations, they could have three different matches. I mean, maybe they could they could do something like that, or maybe an I quit match. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I I, I just I, I don't know. But like to me, I, I haven't been as into wrestling. Me I mean, I, I I try to get into it. I try I try hard every couple of months. I'll yep. try and put it on and try and follow the storylines, and it just doesn't I do always. Anything. I always get yeah. in next month Royal Royal Rumble. I always watch. I've watched it mm-hmm. since I got into wrestling. I watch it every year. Yeah, it's too. on Peacock now, so I watch it. And I always get into WrestleMania. Um, the two nights yep. is way too fucking much, but I do watch it. Yeah. Um. um I've always like gone like usually I start like Survivor Series, but now yeah. I don't even care about Survivor Series. I'll start at the Royal Rumble and watch that, and then go Just to WrestleMania. Royal Rumble well, is a good. We'll it's a good story. Royal Rumble is a good storytelling match, no matter what it is. No. Even the year, even the year when the, the only the thing that sucks now is the female and the male uh, Royal Rumbles. And oh Jesus, yeah, yeah, it's it's terrible. But I, I can only imagine. I, I, I refuse to watch the female one anyway, and I'm not being a chauvinist. Same. And they <laughs> and they and they main event that shit too. I think one year it was the main event of the show. 
sounds terrible. I think at least one year. I think it's like every other year they switch. Yeah. What they should do for these guys is kind of like how they did Stone Cold last year. Let him do all the promos to WrestleMania where yeah. I would let him and The Rock go crazy. However, could, you couple, imagine, could you imagine that? That'd be the amazing. Pro, just, yeah. let, just let them cut promos however Ooh. often they want with social media. And then they can set up some sort of match where it's like a big payoff. But I'd be more interested to watch all the promos they cut and release that shit on YouTube yeah. or wherever you got to release it to just have like a media war. You know, that, I think that'd be cool. I'll leave this at I'll leave this at that. This okay. We talked about dream matches at WrestleMania. We talked about four way match. What about a three way match? Stone Cold, The Rock, and. The most controversial person in AEW who got kicked out a year in, CM Punk coming back to WrestleMania for one <laughs> night only in a three-way match with those two. I, I, I listen. I, I would, would pay. That. I would pay money for that. I, if it was, if that match was going to happen, <laughs> I would go to California. I would quit my job overnight and I would go watch that in the front row. Or you could have CM Punk, um, you know, as one of the partners, and Cody Rhodes is the other one, and bring CM Punk back. Oh fuck! Could you imagine? Yep. And just ha- and just have CM Punk and Cody Rhodes do all do the do the massive load work. Um, yep, do the bumps. You, you gotta have. I mean, Kevin Owens is a great worker. You know what I'm saying? But he was. Yeah, he's just that's why they put him against Austin. Yeah. Yeah, and he's a good worker, but he's a bigger guy. He has the same type of problem. The same type of problem I have with watching Stone Cold wrestle right now. It's kind of like, all right, he's a great worker, but he's a bigger guy. Like you want that explosiveness. Sometimes you don't always have it. I mean, I, I just I, I would be I would be sad to watch a Rock versus Stone Cold fight if it wasn't. If they weren't giving like a hundred and ten percent, which I'm sure they would, but you you know what I'm saying? It's just not. It's not the they're same. Fi- they're fifty. They're fifty year olds. We're yeah. We're pre- it's like we're watching. Pre- re- yeah, we're prematurely it's- talking about wrestling. We're not yeah. there yet, but but uh, yeah, we uh, yeah. There's a, there's a lot that could happen at this WrestleMania uh, yeah, in Hall. It's in Hollywood. Um, and, uh, rumors saying that The Rock could be there. If he doesn't show up, the rumor is Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes, which would be interesting. Bring back the NWO. If you're in Hollywood, bring back Hollywood, Hollywood Hogan. Isn't he a racist now? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he got canceled, didn't he? I mean, yeah, he got, can- he got canceled. Like- <laughs> the funny thing about Hogan, he was canceled. And then he was brought back with by with Titus O'Neil to try to, to try to water down the racist shit. I have an idea. I have an idea. <laughs> How about for the lead-up to WrestleMania, you have The Rock... In Stone Cold interview Hulk Hogan with Jim Cornette and ask him yes. about all the all the lies he's told. <laughs> and, and each each segment could be him trying to fucking defend himself, and then the, the Rock and Austin just assault him after every fucking episode. Yes, I mean I think that'd be I think that'd be great because I mean that's at least you get at least six months worth of lies you could just have a segment on. <laughs> So, so you I say heard. you're in Metallica. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're, you're not you're not 71. You're 74 because you kept going to Japan and fighting. <laughs> See what you're saying is you're a time traveler. Cornette, Cornette for Cornette for WrestleMania. That's what I want to see now. Oh yeah, Cornette. Cornette Shit, let's get let, let's get back into the news. I we love got wrestling guy. coming right. up. Right, he's right, he's right. awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can talk about wrestling for hours. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is rumored to be in. Avengers Secret War, of course. Um, also rumored that he could show up as a variant, but he also could show up in our, our, uh, Armor, War, Armor Wars. Um, it's basically, the movie is supposed to be about um, the, the army and what happens with the Iron the Iron Man tech, and, and, and uh, I think uh, Hammer might have something to do with it, Aim may have something to do with it. But uh, 
The other thing is he may be a part of Ironheart. Um, we'll see. Um, the other rumor for yeah. I think one of the last things I saw was an Incredible Hulk star Liv Tyler may re- return to the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Betty Ross. She was last seen in the Incredible Hulk in 2007 um, or yeah, 2008. Um, that was the last time she was seen. Um, and now the Harrison Ford is coming back or coming into the MCU as taking over the role of Thunderbolt Ross. Um, be interested to see Betty come back. Um, by the way, I forgot to mention this. Have you seen the news about Steven Tyler today and the 16 yes. year old girl? Holy fuck. Yeah. No. What happened? Fill me in. He was, he was, he was secretly dating a 16 year old girl or something like that. I just read the, I just read the headline. Uh, I didn't read the whole entire article. When? Uh, I don't know when it happened, but it was, uh... It's been happening for, for it was happening for a long time. I mean, yeah. he was also fucking his daughter for a long time, I'm convinced, so I'm, this isn't anything <laughs> new. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. I, I, uh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got nothing. But, got nothing. uh, yeah. Oddly enough, like, if it was in the 70s, it wouldn't be looked at as bad as it is now, but it's still fucking terrible. Yeah. I mean, Roman Polanski, he's been in France ever since he got caught. Yeah, he's hiding. So, yeah. yeah. Um, couple of pieces of storyboard frames and unreleased concept art was released this week. Um, first one was from the Gambit movie starring Channing Tatum. Um, showed, showed a couple of behind the scenes of Channing Tatum finding his powers, grabbing a bottle and throwing it and exploding and all that Gambit powers. Um, yeah, that movie's probably never going to happen, even though Channing Tatum, Tatum wants it to. Definitely never going to happen. Yep. It's the Ryan Johnson Star Wars trilogy of Marvel yes. movies. It's never going to happen. That whole concept makes me sick to my stomach. And the other concept drawings that came out this week was James Cameron was supposed to do a Spider-Man movie in the 90s. And uh, concept art of his Spider-Man came out this week. Um, it was also it was a re- it was a regular classic uh, red and blue Spider-Man. It was also the black and white Spider-Man, the symbiote Spider-Man, too. Yep. <clears throat> No, that was yeah. That's supposed to come out. It was supposed to star Leonardo DiCaprio. It was came out. That was supposed to come out in the late nineties, I think. Yeah. Right yeah. after, uh, right after yeah. Titanic. Yep. Yeah. Um. And, never and then came, he did yeah. Aquaman. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> did Aquaman well, in Entourage. In Entourage, yes. Um, <laughs> Super Nintendo World is opening in the U.S. in in California in February. Um, they're gonna have a Mario Kart ride. That looks pretty cool. It's a ride along ride VR where you put the goggles on and you see all the all the three D shit go on. Looks kind of cool. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife, the sequel, has enlisted the original Stay Puff, Puff Marshmallow Man actor and the designer of the costume. Um, if they bring back this, the actual Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, that would be pretty sick. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll see because the first movie was really good. Um, I'm hoping the sequel is just as good if it's set in New York yeah. in the firehouse. Um, Warner Brothers is rumored to be rebooting rebooting the Harry Potter franchise after the failure of everything. Um, there, I don't know about that. I think I think they should do the uh, the sequel that's in the in, in on Broadway right now. Um, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but uh, Child the Kurt, uh, I can't remember the name of it. But they should do a future stories of Harry Potter rather than going back and. Re- I agree. Re- yeah. Um, and finally. Finally, in news, came out today that Don West passed away. He was 59. Don West was a announcer oh. on TNA Impact. He was also on WCW back in the day. But the one reason I I brought this up, Don West, 
is because in the 90s, during the Beanie, ba- Beanie Baby craze, he yep. used to go up on QVC. Shop at Home QVC and he used to yep. he used to hawk Beanie Babies. And I got a little clip of that because I need to play it. I have it right here, Chris. <laughs> I have it right here. This is Don West talking about Beanie Babies in the 90s and trying to hawk them to people on the phone. We are going to give you this one. Are you ready for this? That's 66 current Beanie Babies, including Maple, Princess, Aaron, Peace, Glory, Glory, every currently Fortune, Rocket the Blue Jay, all the 14 new releases, all the 14, Wise the Owl, which you know is going to be retired, but anyway, uh, Drake the Ducks, uh, what is it, Stinger of the Scorpion? Uh, Ants the Anteater, Early the Robin, uh, Cuckoo the Cuckatoo, uh, Whisper the Deer, the Basset Hound, the Golden Retriever, all the 14 new releases, Jabber the Parrot. <laughs> Jabber the Parrot. Glory. Glory. <laughs> I fucking love that Sounds kind of like Billy Mays. Yeah, he, he was he was an infomercial <laughs> guy. Yeah, he, he definitely had that voice. Yep. But yeah, he passed away. Um, I think he had cancer. Um, That's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know much from wrestling, but I remember that clip, and I remember uh, I remember him doing that. He was he was all over the TV back in the day. Um, that's it for news. So let's jump into the Attitude Era rewatch. Raw is War, December 29th, 1997, live from Uniondale, Long Island at the Nassau Coliseum. This is the New Year's Raw, uh, setting up the end of the year for WWF at the time, setting up the preview for 1998, all that. Um, And uh, the beginning of the night was Goldust versus Austin with uh, Luna coming out with Goldust. Goldust wearing a New Year's baby costume with a bonnet, a baby bottle, and a diaper. Like I mentioned in the last couple of weeks, what the fuck is going on with Goldust's character, Vince Rousseau? Vince fucking Rousseau. Yep. Uh, this 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 whole entire segment was pretty awesome, though. Austin comes down. He brings down a porta potty from the rafters, and rings in the New Year of Whoopass by giving a stunner to Goldust, throwing Goldust into the Crapper 316 as he names it, and proceeds to knock the porta potty over with Goldust inside. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Um, Austin. I remember Austin. That. Austin's great. Um, Crush, yeah. I wanted to mention, Crush has left the company for WCW. Um, he left a couple weeks ago. Wanted to mention that. Uh, Triple H comes down to the ring with a knee brace, saying he can't face Owen Hart tonight after uh, sustaining an injury this week, this past weekend. Um, Sh- uh, he says Sean's not on tonight's show. He's home injured. Lies. Undertaker music hits, and the Druids roll a casket down to the ringside. Triple H tells the Druids to break it down, and HBK pops out of the casket and starts crotch-chopping the crowd. Um, Sean wants to introduce the crowd to the two new- newest members of the group to ring in the new year. What I would like to do is introduce the two newest members 
of Degeneration X. What? Major announcement, perhaps. And they are right here. Woman in the World Wrestling Federation, but she is now the breast damn woman in town. You know, Sean, if China had a nipple for every time somebody said she was the breast looking woman here, she'd be a millionaire. But I think we might have to change our name to Double D Generation X. Humor themselves. Laugh while you can. So yeah, China had a boob job. And uh, Sergeant Slaughter comes down as DX mocks his growing Christmas gut, um, asking him if he ate too many Christmas puddings and Christmas cookies during the holidays. Uh, but since Triple H is injured, he tells HBK he will have to defend his WWF title against Owen Hart at the, at the end of the night. So it's the old switcheroo. Um, the, the King and Brian Christopher take on Taco Michinoku, and George the Animal Steel comes out. Um, and he starts eating the turnbuckles. I know uh, George Animal Steel plays a pretty big part in the ninth in the in the ninety eight year when he joins the oddities. So this is the first time he comes back. Um, they keep te- they keep teasing a huge crate at the top of the ramp. Um, that's going to be revealed later in the night what that's all about. Um, the three faces of Foley stuff that happens in this episode is pretty cool. Um, Dude Love comes on the screen and teases that someone with less love and more violence will face the outlaws tonight one on two. Um, and then his face morphs into Mankind, who says that Mrs. Foley's baby boy is back home. He's, they're in Long Island. Um, and then his face morphs into Cactus Jack, who says that his mom's out in the crowd, and since he's back home, he's brought along a surprise for the outlaws. A partner. Chainsaw Charlie. <laughs> Foley comes out with a barbed wire bat. The match gets disqualified because of the violence. But Cactus lures the outlaws to the top of the ramp, and as they brawl, a Chainsaw starts ripping through that large crate that's on the top of the ramp, and a masked Chainsaw Charlie comes out of it. Uh, he's It's like straight out of Ch- uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, he emerges wielding a chainsaw and chases them out of the arena. It's a great segment, funny as hell. Um, there's also an after, uh, there's after this, there's a backstage segment with um, Chainsaw Charlie cutting through one of the backstage doors. thought that was good. Um, a group consisting of DOA and eight other wrestlers call out Kane. Um, they want to confront him. As Kane comes down to confront them, the Undertaker comes down to confront Kane. Um, the eight wrestlers attack Kane, but the Undertaker does a save in a weird, weird turn of events. Um, Undertaker has said he doesn't want to face Kane. He doesn't want anything to do with Kane. Um, it leaves JR and the Kane uh, perplexed on commentary, so they don't know what's going on. Um... Next, JR makes an announcement. The big news is regarding the World Wrestling Federation and the baddest man on the planet, Iron Mike Tyson. I can announce that the World Wrestling Federation just today has officially begun negotiations with the baddest man on the planet, Iron Mike Tyson, to participate this year at WrestleMania 14 on March the 29th in Boston. Unbelievable. Who's he going to fight? I don't know if he's going to fight. Negotiations have just got underway, and we're going to keep you apprised of this Mike Tyson situation here in the WWF uh, as, as this information is made available. Wait a minute. Negotiations? That means Vince McMahon is probably talking 
to Don King. Oh my God, the world's not safe. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we'll keep you apprised of that situation. Iron Mike Tyson, what's he, how's he going to participate? Is he going to participate at WrestleMania 14? We'll keep you apprised of that. Chris, did you go to a WrestleMania in Boston that year? I did. You did? I, I kind of figured you, you may fucking have. asshole. I kind of figured you may have. At the fucking fleet center. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. Where, 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 were your yeah, seats um, you, where were your seats that night? I, I was about five or six rows from the, uh, the tunnel entrance. That's so, awesome. As everyone nice. went out, my, my dad actually left me because he was in love with Sable. Um, <laughs> so when Sable, Sable had, had made an appearance, he, he left me, and I didn't know where he was, and he was down there like a groupie. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's my awesome. parents couldn't get tickets. They sold out in, like, 90 seconds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They that tried. was bad. That was bad. I was supposed to go then. with Dusty. Yeah. 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 The, way that, the way that shit used to sell out back then, that was crazy. You used um, to have to go to, uh, where'd you go to the mall? J.C. Penney or You had to go to the J.C. Yeah. Penney and you had to go to the, the mall and you had to go in there and, and it was like the uh, yeah. ser- the service desk in there. You had to go in. Yeah. Yeah. By the time by the time I got in there, it was always sold out within a minute and a half. A um, yeah. couple of times I went in there to try to get tickets. Um, but yeah, the match, the night ends with Owen versus HBK for the title. Um, they changed Owen's music to a generic song. It kind of sucked. Um, Triple H comes down to the ringside with his crutches. Um, Earl Hepner is refereeing the match, which is brought up on commentary because of all the things that happened in the screw, the screw job of the month before. Um, Owen is a monster in this match. Kevin, brought, you brought it up before that this match should have had more. It should have had more to it. It should have been a. It should have been a yep. pay per view. It should have been a pay per view match. It should have. Yep, it should have been a big, huge feud with him and and uh, and, and uh, HBK. It wasn't. And I believe this is the only yep. match they had for the title. Um, as Owen hits the sharpshooter, Triple H hits Owen over the head with one of the crushes, breaks it over his head, causing a disqualification as DX beat him down. And the cameras go off the air, and that's it. And this uh, it's kind of fizzles out, and of course Owen goes in the mid-card after this. And yeah, it's kind of crazy what happens to Owen Hart after yes. the screw job. Yep. Yep, they fucked him. Yep, they fucked him, they did. They it's sad. Him. Um... <laughs> but yeah, that's that's it for that's it for the show this week. Uh, next week we're gonna cover twenty twenty three. We're gonna preview everything coming out movies, TV, and what we what we see, uh, what we're gonna see for the podcast. Um, Chris, thanks for coming on. Yeah, um, it's uh, good to have me back. Uh, hopefully, I can get on some more uh, coming up around uh, around Kevin's birthday, which is the middle uh, or around the middle of February. We're getting we're a gonna, Beginning of yeah. February, middle of February, we're going to watch um, Return of the King, and we want you on to do a rewatch of that with us. All right, awesome. Yeah, um, a... Kevin watched Fellowship last month. We're going to watch Two Towers this month, and then, then we're going to do that. All and right. hopefully we can get all three of you guys on with us, and we'll do a recap. Uh, and we want to review... Did you ever watch the Tolkien biography that was done with... Um, uh, uh, Nicholas Holt? Nicholas Holt, did you ever watch yep, that came out? Yep, you did see yep, that. We're yep. gonna re- we're gonna review that on the podcast uh, probably okay. in March or m- maybe the end of February. We'll try to get everybody on at once. Yeah, definitely. Um, yep, and uh, yeah, that's it for the show. And uh, thanks for listening. Go on our socials, look at our merch page, blah blah blah. Happy New shit. Year, guys! Happy, Happy New, New Year! Year. Happy New Year to everyone. Yep. Thanks Happy for New listening. Year. Yep. And uh, we will talk to everybody next week in the New Year. Peace. Think about this right now. $21 a piece. 
You're getting 28 retired mini babies. Listen to this. Oh, what we got? Zip. Make sure I've got them all right. Zip. Zip the cat is now bringing over 100 hours, and it just retired in May. Mm -hmm. Zip the cat over 100 hours. You got Peanut the elephant. Pictures, uh, the lobster, one of the original nine. Hippity hoppity and floppity. Lucky the ladybug. Uh, uh, Squeed of the pig, another one of the original nine. Bringing 70 and 80 dollars. In fact, almost all 28 of the retired bring a minimum of $50 a piece. Minimum. If you want a safe bet, one guy that's going to retire in here for sure, and I can't see him right now, is Chocolate the Moose. He's the only one in the original right. nine that's still current. Here he's he is. Go he's gone in all October. Right, I'll tell you something else, too. Snort the bull, going to be gone.